Yale Amira Adefoy. That means good morning, brethren. Good morning to music. Good morning to bright sunshine. Good morning to a new day. Goodbye to yesterday and all its problems. Good morning to a new day, a new life, a new hope. God be praised. Statistics showed us in our last podcast that uh, single parenthood is on the increase in Nigeria, while two-parent household is on the decline. What an irony. What could be some of these factors causing increase in single parenthood? Well, they include and not limited to divorce, separations, and casual sexual liaisons. But all these mentioned can be prevented if we have the proper education, guidance, and proper code of conduct. Else, in this our generation, we will have more people alienated, we will have more people insulated, isolated, we will have more people dying alone than ever before. We will have people more enlightened, yet more uneducated. So, what do we got today? Today we'll be looking at solutions. Today we'll be looking at solutions. We've already established that you cannot get proper emotional comfort uh, in children in same sex. I mean, if you want to meet your real emotional needs in the context of what it is or what it should be, then that emotional need will be met in a union, a legal union between a man and a woman. So, today we're going to be looking at some of the mindsets or the solutions thereof to having the right mindset for um, a long-time union with partners, either as a man or as a woman. You see, I feel so sad today for some of this news because um, it may sound misogynistic, but it favors one, you know, one sex over another or if it was one gender over another however let's get to it let's get to it we talked about the book of origins the book of genesis and we established that anything you are looking for anything any team any concept you are looking for in the world today you find it in the book of genesis and i pity those who say the bible is irrelevant there's nothing no concept that you're looking for you cannot find in the book of genesis the book of origins how it's supposed to be and how it began However, if we adjust our lifestyle, our thinking, our mentality, our livelihood, or the way we're supposed to be to how it's supposed to be from the origin, I think we'll have a better understanding and a better outcome because we'll have better input and we'll have better outcome. Wonderful. So, today we are, we'll be looking at the solutions as we have established. We'll be looking at the solutions. So what solutions are there? What solutions are out there? You see, first and foremost, it starts with God. Awesome. Anytime man strains or drifts or drifts far from God, what happens? What happens? Look at our world today. People have tried to rewrite the script. They've tried to rewrite what worship is. How is that working out in the worship worship centers or our worship places of worship? You see so many dubious things happening there because they want to do it their way and not God's way. Look at marriage. 
before you define marriage as a union between a man and a woman right now if you write that definition in in, in, an, in an exam you will likely fail because marriage has been redefined by uh, by whoever psychology sociologists and the rest of them but have we gotten the best outcome no instead we are more miserable than ever before so let's get it right a knowledge of god and acceptance of god what does it do to us it modifies our character awesome it modifies our evil tendencies awesome and it obliterates our past records wonderful that's what the power and the knowledge of god can do to you it can it can make simple men very wise and it can make wise men extraordinary men as we've seen in the case of paul that's what the power of the word of god can do so it can modify your character it will modify your evil tendencies and obliterate your past records who wouldn't want that for your records your evil records or past records to be expunged and you'll be told you're free you see it's like our god practically performs a lobectomy on himself when sinners acknowledge their sinfulness their unworthiness and turn to him he performs a lobectomy on himself and doesn't really remember your sin anymore. Wonderful. What a wonderful God. So if you know God, that will put you in the right place to know yourself. After you have known God, then you know yourself. How do you know yourself? How do you know yourself? So many people say, ah, me, I they talk my mind though. I see they me. Well, the Holy Book has, has told us that our mind is continually evil. So, so we say I I feel this well get out of your feelings because your feelings may not be reality and your feelings may not be based on facts and figures you may be riding on an emotional high that means your feelings will be flawed so how do we get it right how do we know ourselves how do we know ourselves if you have learned to love God the next thing is to love yourself Gary Chapman did a very good job by writing to us the five love languages in there, he told us that basically there are five love languages, but there are dialects. So, if you can understand your love language and understand your dialect in that love language, man, you're on your way to loving yourself. And you could even, once you start loving yourself, something happens to you on the outside. You carry yourself in a way that, you know, reflects or, you know, it, uh, it informs people on how to treat you. Imagine somebody who has known himself and uh, he take, carries himself like a king. How do you think they will carry him? Nobody will treat him like a pauper. That's what knowing yourself does. So, know yourself. Know your love language. If you, if you want to get to the practical aspect of it, then you have to go and look for the book. On, you can download it online. Five, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. There's a series of questionnaire tests at the end of the book. Take it. It will tell you exactly what your love language is. If people do not know or are ignorant to that fact, then you can tell them, hey, this is my love language. Do this for me and you will get the best out of me. That's one. What about our temperaments? Not all temperaments work together in, in, a, in, a, in a happy in a union. If you put two men or a man, and as well as a woman who has male tendencies and a man who is a good goal-driven man, you're going to destroy that union because they'll be at loggerheads, even though they are of opposite uh, genders. So, you have to look for the, the temperament that complements your temperament. Wonderful. 
So a choleric will likely do well with a phlegmatic. He will likely do well with a a, 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 a sanguine that uh, has choleric tendencies too. However, a choleric pure and a choleric pure, man, that house is going to turn on its head. So know your temperament. And there's a website where you can go and, I mean, check your temperament. You have tons of these sites online. Just go there, take a temperament test and know your temperament. If you know your temperament, you will, you will see the strengths of that temperament, the weakness of that temperament. That will make you more empathetic, more patient with others, more tolerant to others, as the case may be. We have established uh, temperament, love language. How about SWOT analysis? Do a SWOT analysis on yourself. SWOT simply stands for strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. So when you do a SWOT analysis on, you can go online and get these uh, materials. Just type SWOT analysis on Google and it will give you, you know, several things on it. You can know your strengths. You can know your weakness. Your weaknesses. You can know your opportunities. Opportunities that are tied to that strength. And you can know your threats that are tied that strength for example if you have a, if you are if you are a good speaker if you're a good speaker one of the threats to speaking will be inability to listen for a long time because you like to speak you enjoy the sound of your voice you wouldn't be patient enough to listen to others when they speak especially when they when they don't speak in line with what you already know or what you know or what you think you know is the right thing you will be patient with others. You always cut others and then it will, you will make a nonsense of communication or conversation. In our previous podcast, we talked about conversation and communication and how it should be. So, do a SWOT analysis on yourself. There's another element to it. How about health? Do you know your blood group? Do you know your genotype? All these things are common knowledge one should know in this century. Somebody walks up to you and wants to be around you for the long haul. You don't need to wait 20 years or 10 years down the line. You can throw out the genotype question. Of course, AS and AS are unmatched. What you are in for is disaster. So once that is established from the beginning, I think you'll be better suited. You know, you'll be ready. Now you know yourself. Now you know your temperament. You know what you can take and what you cannot take. Now you know your love language. You know how to speak it and when to speak it. Now you've done a SWOT analysis on yourself. You know your strength. You know your weaknesses. Now you've known your blood group and your genotype, and you know some genotypes do not go. So when you have known your arm with all this knowledge, then what happened? Some people say we are spiritual beings. Well, because God is a spirit and we have to worship him in spirit and in truth, there is a spiritual component, and this is the most important. Do you know your spiritual gifts? Do you know your spiritual gifts? God has deposited in every man gifts. He call it gifts. Some people call it talents. Some people call it whatever. But God has given every man a spiritual gift. And that gift, you're supposed to work with him or you work for him with it, then bless humanity. Check those who took their spiritual gift to worship the devil and return that misery. Misery. Now, I'm not trying to put that anybody, but look at the greats who were very good singers and who turned to the praises of men and Satan. Their death, I mean, pathetic. Michael Jackson died a pathetic death. Whitney Houston died a pathetic death. And she's not the only one. Paul Wall, all of them, choking in their own saliva, choking in their own vomit. These are men who have made money. They, if they could simply have used that talent to worship God, and how do you think it would have turned out? It would have been awesome. So, 
to give you an idea what your spiritual gift will be, I want all of you to go to gcyouthministries.org slash resources. gcyouthministries.org slash resources. Just type on or click on spiritual gifts. Take the questionnaire test. You will see your spiritual gifts and you will know where you're supposed to function in the house of God. So, if you have known God, if you have known yourself, if you have known your temperament, your love language, you have done a SWOT analysis on yourself, you, have, you know your blood and genotype, and now you know your spiritual gift. What kind of person do you think you'll be? Now you know the, the uh, complement of your spiritual gift. Not anybody will compliment you. There are specific gifts that will work with your gift together for the furthering of the gospel and the blessing, blessing of humanity. So I hope with this, we have touched so many important factors that people do not know. I think uh, maybe we'll do, we'll do another podcast in the future and uh, touch other aspects of or go in-depth into this spiritual gifting and know how we can work with God with it. So, this is where we'll draw the curtain for today, fam. I believe you have been blessed. May God bless you and keep you till next time. Kale Amira. Cheers. Thank you.